Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Are you calling me a flat cunt there? No, we're just applying it. Oh, thanks. That's two different different answers. That's Stephen going, no, of course not. We're just stating the facts and me just going, yes, I am. It weren't calling you fat. We're just implying that you were. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's well, a slight... milks as well. Yeah. Oh, you could have threw us a coffee. I hate all the milks. The, the, you know. there's, there's a flaw in your logic of throwing you a coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like she threw a pack of biscuits at me. She could have at least give me a coffee to go with Well, her. I mean, you asked for it. She calls herself wife material, and this is not wife material, feeding, feeding me biscuits. When she's I thought you were always. Exactly. <laughs> and to be fair, I thought, I I thought that's what it was. I think it's pretty wife material, just the fact that she's giving you biscuits and not just letting you starve since you insulted her two minutes ago. Yeah, I would let him starve, to be honest. Well, she should be happy she's getting rid of me for eight months. She is getting rid of you for eight months. She can go and uh, deal with her side chick now. <laughs> she's just a side bitch. I am a side bitch. Anyway, guys, how are you <laughs> lot doing this week? Uh, we're, do, we're doing okay. I do have... all professional because the recording started two minutes ago. Yeah, alright, so Jay, I've been playing a game on the way to work what? back. What game? But, you know when cars get in front of you and they won't move? Yeah. Right, well, there's a certain finesse to it. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you've got to basically encourage them to speed up. Hitting their bumper and pushing doesn't encourage speeding up. It is you pushing. This is is the thing, right? So, as you know, um, if you get too close to people, right? So, if you tailgate them, you'll be a bit of a knob. Then they've got a tendency to go, what's this dick doing? And they'll just move out of the way. Let you pass. I I don't know. Some some people, a.e. me, will just slow them even more and annoy them more. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. So the point is, you get close, you kind of urge them to go for, but not like tailgating them, just like getting up behind them and encouraging them. And the best time to do it is when somebody pulls out to overtake like two or three cars so they can't pull back in, but they're stuck in front of you. Yeah. Right? And what the game is, you get a car that's like the most unassuming car, so like the worst car to go quick. Right, so and you just kind of ease them up and you see how fast you can get them to go before they pull in. So I, I got a driving school car up to 85. <laughs> right, but my best one, Jay, a Dacia Duster. Right? Oh, God. 92. <laughs> <laughs> like a 70 year old man at the wheel that he pulled in and slowed down. So you've got uh, a 70 year old man in a Dacia Duster to go up to 72 mile per hour on a private road. Yes, 92. 92. <laughs> to be to, to be honest, drive driving school is... drivers are usually like on par with taxis whenever I pass them because I've had driving school driving school drivers get pissed off that I've overtaken yeah. them and sit there flipping the bird and all sorts of things. And it's like, yeah. dude, you've literally got someone in the car next to you trying to learn to drive in your road region. How's this gonna look? <laughs> all you're gonna do is make them a worse driver now. No, this guy was by himself. To be fair, so. in all oh, fairness, no. Stefan's <laughs> Stefan's new game. Literally sounds like a shit version of Mario Kart and stuff on and stuff on um, <laughs> Colonel Shells. You just like go it across. is. It is. Yeah. We need to get you a bloody go kart or something so you can just rev up people. Oh, I'm game and... for that. 
if there's a big fall by forest somewhere, I'll just go under it. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine you going underneath the sixteen wheeler. As I do, and when I come out the front and they don't know what the fuck's going on, start chucking bananas at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just banana skins under the right. Anyway, um, I'm kind of hosting this week. Kind of. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and and since I'm I'm always like very facty and stuff. There was one fact. There was one thing I was wanting to talk about in particular. Um, but then I thought we'll go through the countries we are associated with. So I've got a couple of facts here about Germany, for me. Uh, a couple of facts about Russia for Kyle and Italy because he's both. He hasn't made his mind up. <laughs> uh, Jay, you've kind of been ousted from this because England's not interested. Um, no man, Jay's New Zealand because he's a hobbit. Do we go New Zealand or Scotland because he's a bit Scottish? He's in. He's a, To be fair, if you listen to the fucking hobbits, they're basically Scottish people in New Zealand. So, yeah. The real the real reason was because I kind of forgot to Google for Jay's national decision. You cannot tell me. Where before Stephen? 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 Before you start, can we go back to what Kyle said? Scottish people in New Zealand. Well, to to be fair, it's sort it's of there are a lot of Welsh people in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, but it's mostly Scots because, like, New Zealand's history was um, the Scottish helped build New Zealand, and they got given land for building New Zealand and fighting for New Zealand. So there you go, you're the Scottish New Zealander now. Aye. <laughs> but to be fair, yeah. I kind I kind of did get a little bit mixed up because the the dwarves are more the Scottish side, and it's a bit weird because if you go for the stoner type Scotsman of Ooh, I'm going on a wander down down the streets to get to find some fucking magic dragon. Then you've got the hobbits. But if you've got the I'm gonna kill everything with a cricket bat that I can see, you've got the dwarves. Yeah. So the whole of Scotland are dwarves. The whole of Scotland are a mix between dwarves and hobbits. Uh, right, I'm gonna start uh, with only Edinburgh. Edinburgh's only um the the nice ones, so they're the hobbits. The rest of Scotland is dwarves because they're all angry bastards. <laughs> and then you've got the odd twall. <laughs> That's just the women. Um, right, so I thought we'd start with um the the fact I was wanting to talk about, which is a, a kind of an honorary mention on Kyle's behalf of Japan. Yay! And that is because Japan has marathon monks. Yes, they do. A what? A what? The the Kaihog the Kaihogyo is a seven year one thousand day marathon. Right? Alright. Um so basically the Kaihogyo is on Mount Hei, which overlooks the ancient capital of Kyoto. Right, it's a thousand-day marathon carried out over the course of seven years with a different regiment each year. So, for the first year, a monk must run thirty kilometers each day for a thousand consecutive days. Right, but on top of this, they've still got to perform regular temple duties, which leaves them about three to four hours for sleep. Um, Endo Mitsunaga. 
As the most recent monk to complete the challenge, he would wake up for a bit after midnight, lace up the straw sandals he was required to wear, run up and down the mountain, stopping to pray at 260 different shrines along the way, and then at 8am he would return and perform his duties at the temple. <laughs> so yeah, um... Yeah, I, I, I did actually forget that they are they are required to wear certain things, such as certain certain boobs, certain yes. shoes, which is the straw shoes, which is the traditional footwear. So, so I'll get at this. So I, yeah, I can imagine he wears a few of them out every year. So the traditional footwear are called waraji. Yeah. Right, and this this is how insane this is. So Kyog, ki, ka, sorry, Kaihogyo practitioners are thought to represent uh, the living food or meal right each item of clothing symbolizes it in some way so they wear a distinctive hat made from woven strips of hinoki wood with both sides rolled up to make an oblong tube until they have completed their first 300 days they carry the hat under their left arm and are only permitted to wear it during rain right yeah but the thing is throughout this whole thing right in the hat Right, there is a coin called Rokumon Sen, and it's kept in the hut throughout the whole ordeal to be used to pay for ferry across the Sanzu River, right, which is the separating <coughs> river from the living to the dead. White robes are worn with the colour traditionally associated with Dep Japanese culture. So, from the start, they go, "You're probably going to die, so wear this, so it's easier for us." It's it's to be fair. It's nice that they've got preparation because a lot of places wouldn't wouldn't give them anything. It's nice yeah. that they've at least prepared them and said, "Look, you might die." He has a coin to go over the river sticks, basically. Yeah, and they do also carry a dagger and hemp rope. That's just in case of accidental or purposeful seppuku and banditry. I'm assuming. No, it isn't. Mm mm. Hold on, no, the Japanese are usually very ceremonial with it, with the uh, knives, it has to be a specific knife for seppuku, it's probably for, um, for ceremonial reasons. No, it's, it's basically, after you've done your, your hundred days, right? Yeah. So, you do your first hundred days at the end, so at the end of the first year you do a hundred days, right? And then, at any point in that first year you are permitted to withdraw from the challenge, Right? Yeah. When it gets to the hundredth day, right, you have to basically um, partition um, to some elders to carry on. If you do that and they are happy for you to carry on and you embark on the hundred and first day, if from that point on at any point over the six years you fail to hit your distance target for any day, then you're expected to kill yourself. Hmm. Honourable Sapiku. Yes. Also, fuck it if it eats. <laughs> um, so apparently the mountain is littered with graves, but none in the last uh, two centuries have done that, because it's kind of like one day you kind of don't just... Yeah. Um, so if well, the... No, if I, can, the... I can imagine they still would. I think they would just move the body or have someone with the monk while they're doing it. Yeah, I can, Im I can imagine they try and pair the monks up or something, or like don't just let them go alone up a mountain. Well, the, no, they do. You go alone. You do it alone, and there are unmarked graves and stuff. Uh, sorry, marked graves. Each one with a dagger lying beside. Um, apparently, litter in the mountain. Um, if the monk chooses to continue the next two years, so yes. Did you say, right? People dying in the mountains, littering the mountain. Yes. 
It is. So they will. That, that is the term for a load of stuff on a mountain that's not actually meant to be there originally. Littering, as in there is a lot of scattered about. I'm not saying mo- dead monks or litter. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, I'm rolling around. Like, literally, the mountain of dead bodies. It's like, don't throw your litter out, take it home. <laughs> oh, no, you thought monks were killing people and just litter in the mountain. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no this should really have that sign, though. It's like, if Fuck you're going to die, yeah. yeah, please at least take yourself home. <laughs> no, that's not the point. Anyway, carry it on. <laughs> as a, as if you choose sort of a marker, like th- th- I got this far. Well, milestone achievements. Who gets who, who? Who can go the furthest without dying? It's a milestone gravestone. Well, amazingly, there are people who um, complete it. Of course. Um. So anyway, uh, yes. The next two years, so years two no, and, th- no, uh, two no, and no, three. No, my fat ass. No, my fat ass. I would be like, my grave still be at the start of mine. <laughs> Me and you to start the start. Oh, what do you want? One. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't moved from the original spot, we're given a task. Hold on. You didn't. They didn't have to uh, take their own lives if they didn't reach day 100. No, they just collapsed and died. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, thought of it. <laughs> They got told they had to walk and couldn't drive up the mountain. Sorry, I, I wanted I wanted to say that, but I was having a drink. <laughs> I don't need to whip into your your speech. <laughs> Hi, Dobby. Hi, Dobby. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, continue, Stefan. <laughs> right. So yeah, no, I. I'm doing something else at the same time. So if the monk chooses to continue the next two years, so second and third year, or just like the first, 30 kilometers a day for 100 consecutive days, praying at shrines throughout the mountain and taking care of duties at the temple. Then for the fourth and fifth year, they'll have to do 30 kilometers, not for 100, but 200 consecutive days. Right? And this is where they claim, here, after the midpoint, comes perhaps the most difficult aspect of the practice. Now, yeah. after completing the fifth year, the monk must then perform the diori, which is a grueling nine-day ritual, right? So they don't run for nine days, right? But for nine days, they sit in the temple at the top of Mount High and recite a mantra non-stop, right? They are not allowed to eat, drink, or sleep for nine days. And then to make sure they don't fall asleep, there are two other monks that stand watch over them. Right? And then if that's not enough, they're also, at 2am, every single morning, right, they have to go 200 metres away um, to get water, uh, which they're not allowed to drink, and have to bring it back and offer it up to a statue of the Buddha Fudo Mayo. It's shown. It's shown restraint and respect. You, you've, you've got the temptation of the water there, but you cannot have it. Yeah. So, then Which, for to be then this must be deadly. Yeah. That I mean that's. So there is there is a um. It's it's obviously a path to enlightenment. So. Uh, if I can just. <laughs> 
I apologise for any plate noises anybody can hear. I am There's busy a lot. having my tea. I'm busy having my pizza tea, sorry. And I unfortunately eat pizza with a knife and fork, so it's even louder. Oh, anyway, yeah. so... I like to scrape my toppings off my pizza. I don't like toppings off my pizza. So why don't you just have your toppings at the side and just buy a fucking pit of bread? Because um, pizza shops don't do that. I'm pretty sure if you ask, they might... Um, so it's it's meant to. Uh, I read a thing before that it, it's meant to uh, some, pardon me, symbolize struggle, and then the midpoint it obviously puts them near death. Um, nine days without food, water, but it does say that a lot of modern ones do follow this. Um, but it's meant to put them close to death, so that symbolizes their death really. And then the second is like a rising from the ashes. So yes, six and seven. But yeah, six and seven. Yeah, six is um, a hundred consecutive days of sixty kilometers, so the distance doubles. Then in the seventh year, the final year, the monk must run. The monk must run is a very hard sentence, apparently. Eighty-four kilometers. Yeah, eighty-four kilometers every day for a hundred days, and then it winds down to just thirty kilometers a day for the rest of the year. Um, and by the time they've a a little bit but by the time they've done this um, the distance that they would have run equals to the circumference of the earth (coughs) over the seven years can I just say number one this shows that ancient Japanese had the fucking shit together considering they could know the fucking circumference of the earth and number two (laughs) Never verse a Japanese man in a fucking marathon, because they will beat you shirtless, especially if they've done this. Can you imagine that? One of them just entering one of our London marathons or something, they would beast everybody. Yeah. So, um... They would just be walking along going, wait, this is easy, I don't know why you're complaining, while all the British people are just sat there going, water, water. No, the, the thing is, the thing is, they don't make the, any British marathon really exciting, like the Great North one. Just the fact that like, a monk wins it and just kills over at the end and kills himself. Uh, but the, there are, I think, 46 people who have completed this. Yeah, or are known to have completed it since the, the first started doing it. So that's dedication. When did um, you first and... start doing it? Because I'm imagining it's like, like 10,000 or some shit. Oh, it's earlier than that. I think it was like, uh, I think it was, I read somewhere it was 918 was when that, um, the original monk died and, and it was his practices that they copied off. So, please, yeah. Please tell me there's a record that, that this original monk didn't make it. So they've been following the practices of someone that didn't complete his own practices. No, he he lived on the mountain and he basically walked and walked. He was like done better than all of them, basically. Yeah, he was the original forest gump. He was forest monk. This is probably from the fucking time where he had to walk up and down a mountain just to get his bloody dinner. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, how shit would it be if you completed the thingy and you get back in the head monk? So, like, uh, mate, um, you're supposed to die up there to follow the path of our great first monk. 
oh shit, it's like the biggest shame on him. Yeah, but I, I can't find it now, but I did read somewhere that there was a guy who did it twice. He's the only person in the world who's done it twice. Uh, so he kind of, yeah, he'd done it. And then they were like, they were like, well done. Like, obviously, until this day, I don't know how many there was at the time. There's 46 people that's done it. And they were like, it's such an exclusive club. And then about, I think, three or four years later, because it's to reach enlightenment, uh, he done it again. And they were like, why did you do it again? He was like, I wanted to be more enlightened. <laughs> to be fair, if you think about it, because he's done all of that, the first couple of years would be piss easy because he's been he's already done it. He must those monks must be fucking hench as fuck. They must have leg muscles like now, right? To be honest, right, Kyle, I found it. So it's a practice performed by Tendai Buddhist monks, right? But I assume and they're going to be Buddhists. Sure or sure. 831 and 988 AD is traditionally thought of as the founder of the Kaihogyo practice. Su was a Tendai monk who spent years performing practices on Mount Hai and other nearby mountains. These practices were taken up by other monks and over centuries became the elaborate and highly structured system of Kaihogyo. During the earliest phase of its history, Tendai monks replaced, uh, replicated Su by living in austere and isolated lives in the mountains. However, there was no formal system and the monks could adapt their practice however they wanted. From 1131 to 1310, it was characterised by pilgrimages to the three pagodas of Mount High. From 1311 to 1570, it was characterised by pilgrimages through Mount High, uh, like throughout Mount High. <laughs> and since 1571, it has been characterised by the, the practices centred on Kaihogyo circuit of Mount High. So since 1571 they've been doing this and only 46 people have completed it. Right. Okay. I'm, I've loaded it up, right? Mm. Three three people have done it twice. The most recent mm. one was Yusai Sakai. Yusai Sakai. Who first went from 1973 to 1980 and then after a half-year pause went again finishing his second round in <laughs> 1987 at the age of 60. So he had a half year break and then decided, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it again." And he he went until he was sixty. Welcome to how not to speak Japanese by Kylan Seven. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> to be honest, it does say that there's two different practices. There's the Hyako Nichi, which yes. is one thousand. Sorry, no, the Hyako Nichi is one hundred days, and the Senichi is one thousand. Yeah, and it's. It's because when you get to day one hundred, you get you have to basically apply to elders to carry on to see if they fit. Because yeah. if they think you're not going to do it at that point, they're just going to oh, don't. Obviously, yeah. they didn't care about a lot of people because only forty six fucking managed. They have to do <laughs> the meditation and the calligraphy and do the jail duties, but they you're basically required to spend twelve years total on the mountain, and it includes yes. vows of lifelong lifelong celibacy and sobriety in the spirit of reunification. So basically, you can't have sex, you can't have booze, and you've got to spend 12 years of your life on a mountain learning learning how to write nice and fancy and gentle and meditate while gaining enlightenment by doing a thousand steps. So it's like, it's like any other Buddhist monk temple, except you have to run about on a mountain and learn to write nice. Yeah. Or die, as a lot of them did, apparently. <laughs> Just a few, Imagine it, though. Um, 
They mustn't have all done it though, because if there's only forty six people since fifteen, do 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 do. Where was it? Fifteen seventy one. If there's only forty six people have done it, then surely, like at some point, they uh, would have been like, "Oh well, I'll apply." That how did anybody become elders? Are the other people that's done it? It says only forty six men have completed the one thousand day challenge since eighteen eighty five. Yeah. So that that mean, there's been a few. To be fair, it would have probably been like you'll have two or three elders every year that will be the elders, but you'll probably have a yeah yeah you you should be fine. I just love the fact that there's a school headquarters on the on the bloody mountain. Yeah, I know. Which the, is also yeah, the... a world heritage site. A Domino's is arriving in stages. I like this. I can smell it. <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this for weeks because I found out about it and I was like, Kyle, I love this. I do. It's great. It's... Intru- it's... Ooh. It was established by Tengyo Daishi, who introduced the Tendai sect of Mahayana Buddhism from Japan to Japan from China. And it's it's been there since, like, what is it? Seven eight eight seven hundred eighty eight. So yeah. So the practice started not long after. Yeah, um, they did. It did say that they copied basically off his practices. So I'm assuming it was pretty much like maybe some people started doing it alongside him because he lived till nine eighteen. I think. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um. Should we move on? Yes, because we don't want to make it all about Japan, because I'll just sit here splurging for the next 20 minutes. Should we move? That's personal. Not that way. <laughs> we... Well, we know what you mean by that way, Kyle. Should we move on to the fatherland? I, I used the wrong ja! words there. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> um, <coughs> Germany. Right. During the Second World War, I had U-boats, right? That were aircraft carriers. Yeah. No, uh, l- 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 listen to that sentence. U-boats that yeah. were aircraft carriers. Yeah, submarines. <laughs> that were aircraft carriers. How? So, did, did, they, did they just temporarily land on them, refuel them, and then fuck off? Were the submarines just full of fuel and ammunition that would just resupply and fuck back off? Uh, so the idea was, by this point, so I'll go into a little brief, I'll be very quick in the history of it. So in World War One, they were kind of um, experimenting with the idea with a couple of like submarines and stuff, couldn't really get it to work. Then between the wars, France, Italy, Japan, the UK apparently, and the United States all had at least one or two of these kind of prototypey things. And then during the World War Three, so World War Three, I'm, I'm reading point number three, World War Two even. <laughs> during World, World War Two. God damn it! <laughs> During World War II, um, Germany actually got a few of these U-boats converted. So the idea was with the U-boats, is how they work, because they're the only ones used in war from what I can gather, is the U-boat would have uh, like a, a space on top for one plane in a short takeoff runoff area, uh, runway area. So yeah. it, it would be enclosed and sealed. Uh, so the, the, the hangar would close and seal over the plane. They'd then go do U-boat stuff, uh, and when they popped up, um, the the hangar would open up, 
the plane would go out, do a bit of reconnaissance, because obviously you can see a hell of a lot more from the air than you can from under the water. Um, and then they'd land hopefully somewhere near the U-boat and they'd kind of just reel it back in and then seal it up and go back down. I find I've, I've, I find a huge flaw in this logic in the fact of this is a U-boat we're talking about where it wasn't actually big enough <laughs> yes. to have more than one toilet. Yes, I, is, I don't do understand. Yeah. The thing is, they were cancelled at the outbreak of war later in 1939. Yeah. So, but, but although not strictly an aircraft, some U-boats carried the um, Fakil Argyles FA330, which is the English Wagtail. It was a type of rotary wing kite known as the Gyroglider or water kites, and they were towed behind German U-boats during World War Two. So basically, they fucked up and thought, you know what, let's just carry kites instead. <laughs> uh, I so, so hold on. Um, the German U-boats that did do the Type 2... Oh, sorry, yeah, the Type 9 D2 Monson, which was a Flettner F... Uh, that was meant to be used... Um, a Flettner F-1282A Colobri re- re- reconnaissance helicopter, which was planned to be used from long-range submarines. It was a single-seat helicopter manufactured of welded steel tubing and was sized that I, so that it could be stored with rotor blades and landing gear removed. And a 5.9-foot by 18-foot-long pressurized hangar on a U-boat's deck. But it was never deployed on a German submarine. So they were going to use a helicopter. I made a little helicopter. I like we can fold this shit up and put it in a U-boat. To be honest, if you look at the <laughs> if you look at the history of like the German weapons and experiments that were trying to get to work, it's fucking mental. And I I am not surprised they tried to make a fucking U-boat that goes under the water, be an aircraft hangar. Hold on, I love the idea that Japan stole this and then in typical Japanese fashion, we're like, yeah, we can do better. The Japanese applied the concept of the submarine aircraft carrier extensively. Altogether, 47 submarines were built and the capability to carry seaplanes. Most IGN submarine aircraft carriers could carry one aircraft, although a few types could carry two. Right? Now it's the Type B one. Yes. And then the giant I-40, I-400 class submarines could carry three. So Japan will like, fuck you, we'll put three planes in there. Of course. <laughs> uh, what I did learn about how I think there was 40 new boats sunk because... If you, if right, first of all, we had big, big warships, and that would absolutely destroyed U-boats. But so obviously, if the U-boat knew that a warship was there, uh, it would wouldn't come up. Yeah, yeah. U-boats were basically ordered. The only time you attack a warship is if you're part of a wolf pack, because that means you can yeah. literally send four or five salvos of torpedoes in the way. Otherwise, yeah. all you do is go after merchants because you're not going to survive. So apparently, forty new boats were sunk in the way that we would, you know, typical ingenuity, right? So these new boats won't come up. I'm on a big warship. What do you do? So they disguised the warships as just civilian vessels. All the all the people on deck would um, dress up as civilians. Some of the lads would dress up as girls and they pretend to be like flirting on and dancing, whatever. The U boat would then get curious and be like, "This is just a civilian vessel," and they'd come up to see what was going on. 
Uh, at which point all the guns will just be whipped out and the U-boat will be destroyed. And apparently we've got four U-boats like that. But the best thing about it is that apparently when the U-boat was approaching, they wanted to keep up the charade for like as long as possible to get it with it like close. Um, so there will be people that will be like scrambling lifeboats and stuff like that, and then people that would fall overboard, and, and people will be falling over on deck, and they're trying to run away and panicking and massive sea and stuff like that, and the germs will pop up going, the fuck are these doing? Then all of a sudden it was like, oh shit. Can you imagine being a guy who's, <laughs> who's joined up in the Royal Navy to fight in a war, and your position is you have to pretend to be panicked and jump off the boat as soon yeah. as you see enemy contact? You, you're going to fuck off in the lifeboat. You, you're going to fall in the sea. And you, you're going to stand on the deck and shout at the guy fucking off in the lifeboat that he's left you. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, <laughs> there's two things that I find fantastic about this. The first is that in a periscope, it's almost fucking impossible to see that much detail unless the U-boat's already practically just underneath the fuckers. So that is some dedication. And number two is the fact that they would have had to disguise the guns as something else. What do they dis- disguise guns as? I mean, I've no idea. I mean, you, know you know what's going through my head at a minute? What's going yeah. through my head? What's going through my head is the typical film scene where you just see a shipping container open and a blast come out. <laughs> oh, you know the? Do you remember Mash on TV? Yeah. Uh, well, I know I saw it, but. Yeah, but like, there's a, a cow that clinger who used to dress up as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a bunch of him on a boat, <clears throat> and that's one guy dressed in an army uniform with big jam gold glasses and cuddling a teddy bear. A teddy bear which sells for four fucking grand or something. How much? Yeah, oh yeah, the, they sold it at auction. I heard about that. They sold it at auction. It was like. It was four grand or something like because it was already a vintage teddy bear when they started filming because it was a teddy bear of the era of the war because they wanted to make it authentic. Do you want to know the best thing about that is they wanted to make it authentic so they bought a vintage teddy bear. You could have just gotten any fucking teddy bear and made it look old. The teddy bear was only meant to be in for like one or two episodes as well, but it just became a regular part of the show. Oh, I found what so. Uh... <laughs> He's, the, Jap- the Japanese ones, right? Carried a single Yokosuka E14YC plane located in the hangar at the front of the Con- of the Koning Tower, which oh, was God. launched. Yeah, which was launched by catapult. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Japanese basically put it in the front and then catapulted the planes out. The Conning t- the Conning Tower is the ba- basically the information center of the submarine. So they had a fucking yeah. massive catapult. Shooting planes out. Can you imagine seeing that? A fucking plane getting shot out of a submarine? (laughs) You used to do that with fucking paper airplanes? So, was that. Was that. Was that. Hold on. Was that kamikaze pilots? There was a guy sitting waiting. I'm going to go do reconnaissance. Then they were like, no, fuck, there's a ship. Fire (laughs) him. To be fair, I would not be surprised <laughs> if they ended up being kamikaze pilots because I don't think those planes would have done much if the submarine needed to get down quickly. No. <laughs> Apparently they were quite successful. On the 15th of te- September 1942, they fired six torpedoes at the, car- the carrier USS Wasp, two of which hit the carrier and crippled it. The remaining torpedoes damaged the battleship USS North Carolina and the des- destroyer O'Brien, which sank later. Uh, and these I-25s conducted the only aerial bombings ever on continental United States in September 1942, when an aircraft launched from it dropped two incendiary bombs on a forest. 
in a town near Oregon. So they were quite successful. The Japanese were good at this. Obviously, it was quite, su- it was quite know, successful, as... but it's quite disappointing the fact that the only kill kills or destructions or anything like that chalked up to the submarines is just from being a normal submarine and using torpedoes and not actually from the planes. Yeah, well, I do like... Um, to be fair, yeah, but the planes were only meant to be reconnaissance, and to be fair, they did mount them on a fucking catapult. <laughs> totally <laughs> unnecessarily. No, that's great. It means you get the takeoff straight away. You don't need a long runway because you just propel it. Well, yeah. It's not typically how you launch a plane, though. That's probably the reason they used catapults, was because the planes didn't have a big enough runway and they needed some way to give it more man- momentum. Can you imagine, like, if they did probably. that to um, launch um, commercial flights? Oh, but awesome. F- that will be awesome. You're going to go to Barbados? Please sit back and relax while we reverse this plane into this massive catapult. Where- Try it, with, try it with a Boeing 747, the model commission now. You might as well. No, I've got a better idea. Concorde, note to the speed of sound in three things. There is a company called oh, sp- Boom that's basically <laughs> making a new Concorde. It's going to be a, a, a passenger carriage. It's going to carry, I think it was eight or something passengers. It, it's basically a Concorde Mark II, but it's by a company called Boom, and it's going to be a commercial flight. It's supposedly making a 24-hour-long flight or some shit into a three-hour flight. Do you want a useless fact? You know something I do know about Concorde? It was a success and a failure all at once. No, I, I, do you know how the front of it, because because it, the wings were swept back and it was such like, it had to come in at such a, um, like, weird angle, like, was so, like, tail heavy, because they basically had next to no wings. Yeah. Um, the, the pilots couldn't see when they were landing, so you know how the front folded down? Yeah. Do you know what the official word for that is? Uh, it sounds bent, made up. The bent end? No, it's called a droop snoot. A droop snoot. That's, That's what it's called, bit. a droop snoot. I feel like the I feel like the they were doing a press release and they they asked them what the name of that front end's called and nobody they didn't have one name yet. So, so some guy in the background just went droop snoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is tell awesome. The, tell the truth. He sneezed. He's like, a troop suit. <laughs> Good name. Thanks very much. <laughs> That's what it is from now on. It's the troop suit. So I imagine if everyone got named. <coughs> I do have another interesting fact about Germany. Okay. And and that is for Mattel's fiftieth anniversary. The company came out with a model, right? Barbie model of Angela Merkel. That apparently is sporting the same practical haircut, power suit, and proportion features to boot. To pute. To boot. You said pute. <laughs> Move on from the dupe snoot. <laughs> it's a dupe snoot with a practical boot. <laughs> yeah, no, so there's an Angela Merkel Barbie. I just love the fact that in the 80s or whenever it was, they brought out a Ken doll to appeal more to girls and they had to recall it because all the gay guys were just buying it. Do you want to know what's really bad, though? Is that, you know, the founder of Barbie? Yeah. Um, Ken is based on their son and Barbie was based on their daughter. That's creepy as fuck, considering everybody classes them Isn't as a couple. Isn't it? Well, they're meant to be. That's what they are in the range. 
And apparently the mother asked for the Kendall to have a bigger penis and they were like, no, we're not putting a thing on it. And that's why he's like famously on nothing there. Wait, wait, what? Yes, I know. That, that's bad, bad. Uh, record, records, in, incest anywhere? Yeah, possibly, maybe. No, it's just the fact that the Kendall is supposed to have a bigger penis. Do you think they did that because the guy who says no to it was like, oh shit, this doll's going to have a bigger dick than me? Well, well, it doesn't have a dick now, so I, I guess I you lost that it, argument. I think it was more the case of it was probably frowned upon back in whenever it was originally made to have a doll made for kids to have a fucking penis. <laughs> um, um, and, um, I feel like the decision wasn't made to give Barbie actual boobs or fanny, so I think it would be, come across as a little <laughs> bit weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird anyway, to be honest, when you dive into it. Thank you. Mom, why are you here? It's basically, you, basically the, the Barbie dolls are the... Hold on a second, I'm just asking my mom Hi. her opinion. Uh, did you know that Ke- that the creator of Ken doll uh, based Ken and Barbie on the son and daughter, and the mother actually asked the Ken doll to have a bigger penis? All I got was a shake of the head, guys. <laughs> that is your mass disappointed in us. She, she did. She, 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 make left, it. she left and just says, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> like, basically, do you, have you ever noticed that all on Mars? I don't know if, like, I, I just noticed, like, it's the reaction that I would give my mom if I said it. That all on Mars will have, like, the same reaction to if we ever say something stupid. It's like, yeah, okay, you do you. It's yeah, pretty much. They, just kind of shit ahead more with. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck did I just push out of my cunt? <laughs> wow. No way words. Jay Finlayson, everybody, the the nicest fucking person. Can we just point out? Can we just point out? Not just twenty odd year ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What <laughs> did I push out of my um, lady garden twenty odd year ago? <laughs> That's a nicer way of saying it. Instead of just saying, "What did I push out of my cunt?" We've had, yeah, we've had a lot of. It's not just purely about parents. We've had a lot of outside influence. I mean, mainly from each other. But... <laughs> My granddad was mint, like <laughs> he, he's probably responsible. For, he's, he was responsible <laughs> for half of this shit. Let's be honest. Probably. Uh, should we? Should we? Should we move on to Kyle's homeland? Which one? Let's Italy. move on to let's move on to my <laughs> second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever homeland, shall we? Um, in Italy, there is a word called umarel, right? Right. And that is we from the Bolognese dialect, right? And it's referring specifically to men of retirement age who pass time watching construction sites. Especially roadworks, stereotypically with hands clasped behind their back and offering unwanted advice. The literal meaning is little man. <laughs> how did that become such a thing that they had to give it a word? Well, well, there, there is, there is a picture at the side. I'll, I'll, put, I'll take it forward and I'll put the group chat in a minute. And it is Umarel's observing repaving at the corner of Plazo Reenzo. Re at Via Rizzoli, Bologna in 2016, and there's literally about five old men just standing with their hands behind their back watching them work. So how it must be a common thing in Italy. How bored do you have to be after retirement to just stand there watching other people? Is it like a form of mass uh, uh, sadism where you're just like, yes, you have to work now, you bastards, I've finished my life? 
I don't know, but I'll tell you what else as well, right? Is that there's also a word called Zadura, right? Which is referring to an Umarel's wife with the same described meaning. <laughs> so there's all guys that have retired with, that are doing this with their wives. It's like a family occasion. Yeah, have a look at the chart, Kyle. <laughs> They're just standing there. What's your common thing? Can you imagine if they took the kids as well? It's just right, kids. We're going out for the day. Where we're going? We're gonna go and watch the watch the uh, construction down the road. No, I think it's just like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the post office get my pension. What are these fuckers doing? General, all people know you just an Italians are like, yeah, we need name for that. <laughs> God's sake. So yeah, I I don't know. Apparently it was created by the writer Danilo Massotti in 2005, deliberately distorting the classical dialect of Bologna. He subsequently wrote two books and created an associated successful blog. So he wrote two books and blogged it just to fuck with ancient languages. <laughs> Why do I get the feeling that he just didn't like Bologna? I don't know. I did learn as well that the, the first person from Bologna, from Naples, right, who won, I think it was the natural, the International pizza making. Well, basically, there's a there's a competition in in Naples for the, who can make the best pizza, and the first person ever who won it that wasn't from Naples had to be escorted off the stage with bodyguards for fear of somebody attacking him and taking his life. Over a pizza. Though, because Naples makes the best pizza. I love it. Right, uh, I'm gonna take over for one second just so you've got a chance mm-hmm. to eat your eat your um Domino's a bit. Yeah. And this is this one more, please. <coughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Before you start, can we all just notice that Jordan has heartbeat? It's because he's been hitting his mic or something. It he's been like giggling. He <laughs> uh, wait, wait! I love how like Jordan was challenged to be a host, and in, he basically fogged this off. No, it's because you ask Jordan to host and then you just get this. Exactly. Well, it needs to be more vocal. Right. Are you ready? Talk this about is... Italian men, Jordan. This is this is the story <laughs> of Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy. This is the story yep. of the rare snail, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, God. It feels it's like a... being back at school. It had been a timeless love story. A garden snail with a rare genetic condition can't mate with normal snails. Scientists launch an international search for a mate. The snail becomes a media sensation. And miraculously, not one, but two possible mates are found. So, it's basically the tale of there's this snail that has a left coiling shell instead of a right coiling shell, meaning it can't line up with normal other snails. So it needed someone else that had the same rare genetic makeup, but so snails are racist, coilless bastards. But he has no. It's like he physically can't do it because it's the wrong alignment. But he has the best part. How do snails do it? Like um, doggy style. I don't know, but are you ready? Snails have sex in the most interesting way. But surely you could just do it the opposite. The climate tree, like. (laughs) Fall out, get eaten by a bird. <laughs> no. Are you ready for the best part of this story? 
Because this isn't a fairy tale without some Hold on, I want to hear. Do you think that snail's made by kamikaze pilot and other snails? No, they don't. That says they climb a tree and like, they'll meet each other at the top of a branch. And then they'll like try to hitch up on the back kind of things so on the bottoms, slimy bits are touching. <laughs> and they they fall off the tree off the branch, but don't fall off like instantly because they have the, the slime keeps them held. And by the time they hit the bottom of the sex, they all got something came and they go away. Are you? Was this a dream? No. N- n- number one. <laughs> number one. Yeah. Is this a dream? And number two. How much scheduling goes into that? I'll meet you up there in two days, love. Whoa. whoa, whoa. Uh, hold on. Uh, then... Basically, I had to say, I had to search up how snails have sex. So I can send you an article to prove it. And it says, for for sex to be successful, both snails must insert their penises into the other vaginal tracts at the same time. Yeah, because both the, the... snails deposit sperm. Yeah. Um, disturbing what snail sex. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I didn't know there was a, there was a researcher who he lived near a train line, pretty much like Kyle, and he used to put it if it was a snail in the garden, he would put a dot of tip X then launch on its shell and then launch it away, um, <laughs> and then see if it came back. And he'd done that for years. Yeah, he, he did. He did. He did that for years. Then apparently there was one that had fourteen dots. <laughs> <laughs> Did he, did he launch with a catapult um, thing and said, go be a plane? Off an aircraft carrier. <laughs> off, a, yeah. off, a, uh, off a, uh, a submarine. I can, I can kind yeah. of imagine him with, I can kind of imagine him, imagining him with a slingshot shooting it and it landing on the train and fucking off down to Cornwall or somewhere. <laughs> just, just this, just snail travels the country on top of a train. That would be meant. Uh, anyway, where was I? Oh, Did yes. you know that the technical term for a snail's penis is called a love dot? What? Oh god, he's he's googling all the sex stuff of snails. Stop. <coughs> no, seriously. A snail's penis is called a love dot. He's broken himself. And he's yeah, lost. He's and, we've, and we've lost him for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. There's the clown. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Apparently there's a snail, there's a uh, genus of snails called Cortana. No. Yeah, he's away. Right. So, are you, re- are you ready for how this fairy tale ends? He dies. No. Go on then. Oh. Uh, the, the two possible mates, they basically got, the, got Jeremy and his two possible mates and put them in like the same... Richard and James. The same, the, the same tank or whatever, right? <laughs> but instead of them going for Jeremy, you can just hear him laughing his arse off in the back. I know. Instead of them mating with Jeremy, the two possible mates proceeded to mate with each other instead. So Jeremy's basically <laughs> just been sat there with like a third wheel. It's definitely Richard and James. So the, the other the other two snails have had three batches of eggs between them. Meanwhile, Jeremy hasn't had any other partners because he's just been left out like a third wheel. Oh shit! Poor fucker. Is Jeremy rejoining or? Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Stephen, you'll, 
Stefan, you'll like this bit. Go on, then. The first snail came from a snail enthusiast near Ipswich, where she p- came forward with a pet snail called Lefty. Mm-hmm. And then a snail farmer and restaurateur in Mallorca, Spain, found another left-coiling snail that had been on its way to becoming a meal. It was later named Tomu. So it's Lefty and Tomu. What? Uh, uh, I know. I would eat it, snails. It's weird, but it one of the snails was literally on its way to becoming food. Wee 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 wee. Oh, do you all want? Uh, I love that. <laughs> Kyle, you know, in Italy. Jay's entertained for the next hour, by the way, folks. He will keep on laughing at this for the rest of his fucking life. You know, in Italy. Yes. In Genoa Airport, <coughs> yes. right, you're, you're allowed to take 500 grams of liquid. I'm assuming that's supposed to be shampoo or water or something. But okay. No, it's it's only if it's pesto. Only if it's pesto? Yeah, you're allowed to take 500 grams of pesto. All the other liquids are the same rules as everywhere else, but you're allowed to take 500 grams of pesto if you leave from Genoa Airport. That's the most Italian thing in the world. <laughs> Jay, stop googling snail snacks. Snail, snail snacks. <laughs> fucking snail's penis is quite dark, large. <laughs> snails have two penises. Fuck's sake! Uh, kangaroos why have three vaginas. Go- why are you googling this shit? Your go- whoever looks at you, your internet provider is going to look at your search history and just be like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. He's, he's gone. He, he's, yeah. Did you not hear what I said? <laughs> no. Kangaroos. Oh, kangaroos have three vaginas. I know that. Yeah. There's a few different uh, animals that do. But why the fuck do female kangaroos have three vaginas, but a male kangaroo has one penis? And that's unfair. It's for Audrey's. Yeah. I don't. I, all I, what I do know is a baby kangaroo has no real legs and is the size of a jelly bean. I saw an excellent video the other day and it was a kangaroo got too much bounce for its book and it was literally a kangaroo jumping <laughs> onto a trampoline and then face planting off the other side because it didn't realise it would jump that high. Fuck's sake, Kyle. It was fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. Why do, do humans should... get so much joy from the pain of animals? Are you ready, Are you ready Kyle? You're going to love this one. Bring it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna use my last... Italian fact. Right, and in the smoothest segue ever, I'm going to move on to Russia. Are you ready? Okay. In the 1990s, the Italian Mafia and the Russian Mafia organisation participated in a literal money laundering scheme, washing and bleaching the ink out of US $1 bills, reprinting them as $100 for use in the poor Soviet bloc countries where bills might avoid detection as counterfeits. So the Russian mafia realised that it could just fob off the people that didn't have the systems to know it's fake, and they went, yeah. Ital- Italians, you're good at making shit. <laughs> so maybe this is where Kyle came from, when the two mafias combined. <laughs> it does say in the 90s, that's all I'm saying. <coughs> well, I am, a, I am a mafia child of the Italian and Russian mafia combined. Or maybe the counterfeited you as well. Quite fucking possible. <laughs> this yeah. is the issue, though. Am I more Italian or am I more Russian? Or am I just an equal 50 50 with a little I bit think, of British? 
I don't know. I think you're. I think you're an equal fifty-fifty. I, I, I don't know. I, Mussolini I think, was a bit. I think I'm forty-forty, and I'm twenty percent <laughs> British because I've got the typical br- British sense of fuck everything and I just complain about life. Do you know? Oh, right. I, I've got two things. Right. So my next thing was Russia's surface area. Right. Is bigger than Pluto's surface area. Hence the reason why Pluto keeps on being forgotten as a planet. Well, yeah. What is a Russia planet? Um, but that, own, that, that's a fucking petition. Russia is its own planet. <laughs> it should be. It lives on its own planet. That, 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 that just proves to the point that Kyle is um, Russian because he's from a different planet. He is definitely from a different planet. Yeah. But he's also very Italian. He goes Italian for some reason. Maybe he's Italian's his earth language. <laughs> um which reminded us, you know the whole we've done the whole space one? Yeah. And we've we learned a lot about space, Russians in space and stuff like that. Uh you know how we were saying that a, a, an astronaut is someone who what was it, it meant it meant Star Wars or something like that. Yeah. And then we're talking about um aquanauts who go under the thing. There are People employed to go to NASA, and they do all the relevant training and everything to go into space, everything that the astronauts do, <laughs> right? So they go in the G-simulations machine, they simulate uh, not walking for, like, I think it's 70 days or something like that, and, and it's to see what it's like in in space or muscle wastage and things like that. They do everything that an astronaut does, except from getting a rocket and go to space, right? And because they are always on Earth, on land, they're called Terranauts. Fucking hell, man. So imagine if you're like, oh yeah, I work for NASA. Oh, all right, oh, yeah, I'm an astronaut. And then your wife's just saying, hey, you're a fucking Terranaut. Don't go anywhere. To be fair, Terranaut can be <laughs> misinterpreted and just make it sound like you're a fucking astronaut, but terrifying. Or a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Aren't we all just classed as Terrans because we are of the Earth? Aren't we, like, t- isn't one of our scientific names Terrans? I'm not sure. <coughs> um, I'm sure like that. I'm googling this shit now. Kyle. An Im- inhabitant of the Earth, so yes, we are Terran. Yeah. Well, there you go. I didn't know if that was the proper way for it, but yeah. I thought it was just science-y gobbledygook, to be honest, but probably just, it probably originally was, and then it's become actual fact. Hey, right, what's your next country? Um, is this America for Jordan? I'm still in Russia, but there is one for, um, for, for, um, America. It's too easy to do America, because all you got to do is look at the news at any point in time. So that just tells you about how fat and ignorant they are. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be offensive to America. Uh, should, all right, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'll, I'll come back to that one because that one's quite good, right? So, um, it is believed that Russia has 15, at least 15, secret cities with completely unknown names and locations. How can you hide a city? Well, apparently you've hit fucking 15. I mean, I know they've got forests and fucking snowy wastelands and shit, but how do you hide 15 of the fuckers? 
And at, they, at least. These... Are these cities in name only, or are these like abandoned cities that were bombed during the war and then they've just haven't built up again, but it's still lived in? So no, no, because they, they would be known. They would be known. Uh, it is believed that Russia has at least 15 secret cities with unknown names and locations. I can I can imagine Putin decide. That's where Putin takes all of his affair, all of his people that he has affairs with. Um. Yeah, but on a, on a counter thing of, of how good Russia is, I'm going to knock you back a peg because Apple is worth more the in, than the entire Russian stock market. That does not surprise me considering it's just vodka and AK-47s. Do you want us to, do you want us to, I'm going to segue from Russia, right, to the US. I've got something for the US as well, so bring it. Well, there's two here. So, more than 9 million people use the Moscow Metro every year. That's more than New York and London combined. Right? But the best one is, right, how far do you think, at the nearest point that Russia and the United States are? Uh, isn't it just, like, a couple of a couple of miles or something? Because it's, it's if you loop it around the opposite way of the globe, instead of going... Across Europe, it's close. It's less than four kilometers. Nice. He could launch a plane that far. Yeah. Go on. Do do the US. Right, my US is that you know you know how the the everybody in the US wait a lot of US people are very patriotic and. They'll salute the flag and all that sort of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. you know the you know the Star Spangled Banner song. Yeah. Um, yeah. The it's I yeah. don't I don't actually know it, but it's like some famous American song that every American fucking knows. The American national anthem. Is that actually the national anthem? I thought that was. Yeah, it is. It is now. Coming up pants during the fucking Super Bowl when they hit the high note. Oh yeah. We, because it's it... uh, it's it's th- it's uh, it's set to the tune of a popular British song. So Americans, you're singing a British song, bitches. But it's written by uh, John Stafford Smith from a men's social club in London. It's called "To Anesaron in Heaven" or "The Anesarontic Song," with various lyrics, and it's literally a song. About getting pissed and having sex. It's an erotic and it's an erotic and drunk song. It's a drinking I... song and oh, it's uh, dedicated to the Greek poet Anesiron, who was renowned for his drinking songs and odes of love. So they are literally drinking a British. They are singing a British drinking song, but with different lyrics. I so Kyle, everything that um, America's against. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's literally America for any Americans out there. For all of you preaching that you hate England and stuff, you sing your <laughs> national anthem is a song made by us, and all you did was change the lyrics. So Kyle, a little bit of history about the Star Spangled. Yep. Uh, Robert Ripley, an American cartoonist and entrepreneur known for the Ripley's Believe It or Not newspaper panel series, was born in California. 
At the age of 32, he made his first trip around the world. In 1929, he, through his cartoon, had said that, and I quote, believe it or not, America has no national anthem. And after two years, there was a law signed by the then President Herbert Hoover, and Star St- the Star Spangled Banner was adopted as the national anthem of the US. So they didn't have one for a long time. Makes sense. Until one guy went round and was like, hold on, everyone else has got this, believe it or not, we haven't, what's going on? And then two years later, they were like, oh, might as well do it. It was, the, the lyrics come from a poem, uh, which was basically, it was written by an amateur poet after witnessing the bombardment of a fort by British ships of the Royal Navy. So even the fucking lyrics were, ba- were written... <laughs> After someone saw the British bombard the shit out of the fort. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, let's be honest. A lot of history was written by the British bombarding shit. True. But yeah. That was just classic British humour, to be honest. Hey, <laughs> you got to bombard the shit. Hey. <laughs> I do honestly think. You're only supposed to go- blow the bloody doors off. Oh, for fuck's sake. Way less drawn. Michael Caine. <laughs> I do feel like sometimes the British Navy would just wander into en- enemy waters and just go, right, we're just going to bombard you. Why? Because we're British. That's how no, colonize- it- That's how colonisation works, isn't it? You, t- you turn up at the shores, you bombard the shore over it, you land with a flag and say, this is ours now. <laughs> uh, apparently... Well, there's there's quite a lot of things that um, uh, mad facts about America, stuff like the reckon that one in three Americans has worked at a McDonald's, uh, one in four Americans has been on television. In 1998, more fast food employees were murdered on the job than police officers. Yep, <laughs> that's America for you. Give me my burger now. No, I'll fucking wow. shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um. Uh, Hold on. Title 14, Section 1211 of the Code of Federal Regulations implemented on July the 16th, 1969, makes it illegal for US citizens to have any contact with extraterrestrials on their vehicles. <laughs> Someone went to Area for uh, Area, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> area 41. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know what it is. I just know that Jay's got a T-shirt on J on jfinnison.net or dot org or something, isn't it? Yes, but down which which I, I sport quite often. <laughs> I now have two of Jay's T-shirts, and I do. I I will admit they are extremely fucking comfy. I don't know where the fuck you've gotten your supply from, but they're one of the most comfiest T-shirts I've ever bloody worn. Uh, in twenty-one different states, Walmart is the largest single employer. And yet, I have never seen or been in a Walmart because the door. Well, I have. You have. This is a good one, Kyle. If I you go, Kyle. if you go to Kansas, I've, I've, I'm not classing. Yeah, you have. Walmart because it's not. No, Asda is. Asda is Walmart. Asda is Walmart, just for the different name. It's not named Walmart, so it doesn't fucking. It's got the same logo. It's also it's got it's Walmart underneath. If you go down to the Asda's website, it does say a Walmart company. Yeah, but it do, if every Asda sign I've looked at, it's never once said Walmart, so I'm not counting. Honestly, next time you're there, have a look underneath in small letters it says by Walmart. I've actually been in a Walmart. That's because you've been, you're the only one here that's been It's because you were no once. <laughs> I did, yeah. Two weeks. 
Well, hopefully you didn't go to Kansas because apparently um, in Kansas, it's illegal to catch a fish with your bare hands. What? What? <laughs> in Kansas, it's against the law to catch a fish with your bare hands. I know I went to Florida. Where did you go to Florida? How did you not get Mi- shot? Miami and Orlando. He went to see the wrestling at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't see any sign of Walmart on the Asda website. All it says is our story. The story of Asda is full of amazing, surprising facts, and it starts in Yorkshire. Would you like to know something that sums up why America loves fast food more than fresh food? Kyle, look because on the group it's chat. cheaper. No, it's quite the opposite. Because they're just fat bastards. They've just inflated the price. So in America, right, if you buy a pound of potatoes and a pound of potato chips crisps um then the pound of crisps is 200 times more expensive what yeah (laughs) kyle's just (laughs) i have have never seen asda with that sign like ever all the asdas that i've been to have never had that Peter and Fred Askren had opened up and sold their first store, and retail is in their blood. In the search of inspiration, they travelled to the USA to visit Piggly Wiggly, probably the world's first supermarket. The trip was revolutionising and led to the revolution in retail, and therefore, Asda's is a Walmart superstore. Number yep. one, just saying that they went to America, visited it, saw a supermarket, and decided to make the own doesn't prove that it's Walmart. <coughs> so, if you're going to put in a thesis, do bear. And also, where the hell did you get that picture? Because I've never seen an Asda with that anywhere near it. Uh, if you go to um, Asherton Asda's, it would have Walmart on the sign. It does. Asherton... Underneath underneath, underneath where? where it says Asda. Asherton Walmart, Kyle. Underneath where it says Asda, <laughs> it says buy Walmart in small letters. Have a look next time. The only time I've ever seen anything anywhere near the Asda writing was when it had 24-hour sign next to it. It's next to that. It's above. Well, it's, above. it's between the two. I think. Ashington Asda Google Images. <laughs> Just Google Images. I'm sure it does. The old one definitely did as well. Saving, sure. you, saving you money every day. Uh, Asda 24-7. Uh, Might be the old one. Asda... Asda, no Walmart at all anywhere. Asda, Asda, Asda supermarket. Kyle, Google the Walmart logo and you'll see how it's exactly the same. No, the Walmart logo's purple and looks completely different. It's purple. In the bloody picture, Jay said it's different. No, that's not the Walmart logo. Walmart is a fucking sunshine beam with white writing. It's completely different. It's it pretty much the same. Asda. It's completely different. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not going to disagree. I'm, I'm I'm perfectly happy saying that Asda is Walmart and Walmart is Asda. I'm just saying. You know, Asda is Walmart. You can't I'm, disagree with that. It's a fact. I'm, I'm just I'm just no. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just disagreeing with the fact that we are different customers to Walmart, and therefore Walmart is a different fucking store entirely. We are different customers because we're not in the US and over here they're called Asda and they don't sell us much shit. And we're not dumbasses. But I I will say, it does have a completely <laughs> different logo. I think we do well to offend America. 
Would you like to know <clears throat> something else that makes them dumbasses? America can get offended all they want. They can't do anything. Americans walk outside, they get offended. So Kyle, in Alaska, yes, it's illegal to be drunk, right? Alaska in a bar. Isn't, Alaska isn't America. It is. It's not America because it's the it only is. place in America that's fucking good. Yeah, so no, it is it's, therefore it's, not American. No, it is American because you sold it to America. The Russians. Anyway, Fuck. it's illegal to be drunk in a bar. <laughs> what? I feel like that was a Russian rule to make people buy more vodka and then it just stuck. No, apparently per state laws, a person who was already drunk may not knowingly enter a bar to drink more or remain in the bar that got them drunk in the first place. Uh, but the most mad thing about this is the police are actually still enforcing. <laughs> so it's it, it's a rule to stop people from over-drinking. Yeah, that's stupid. In bars. So you you can leave you can leave the bar pissed, go to the shop and buy a bunch of booze and get drunk at home, but you can't get drunk while you're out, which means there's less drunk and disorderly conduct. I'm guessing. I, I don't know. That's just the law. You're not allowed to remain in the bar. What the fuck? Uh, Google decided to come up, and it's come up with Victoria Legal Aid, public drunkenness, public intoxication, and licensing Scotland Act two thousand five. <laughs> Google po- Google recognised my voice talking about drunk people and immediately went that's Scotland gotta be right you know the, the state that we would call Arkansas uh, oh that looks that... like it's pronounced Arkansas it's Arkansas oh yes that one right uh, apparently it's prohibited to pronounce Arkansas incorrectly Part of the state code, the only acceptable pronunciation pronunciation is in the first three syllables, with the final s silent and the a in each syllable with an Italian sound. The accent on the first and last syllables. So if you say Arkansas, you can't be arrested. To, if you fo- if you follow every rule in America, that means the president needs to be arrested because you're not allowed to use the national flag as advertising, and he has. So, arrest your president, America, if you're going to follow those stupid fucking rules. Kyle, I've got some bad news. What? You can't go to Chico in California. What's Chico? Chico is a town. Within the Californian city limits, it's illegal to build, maintain, or use a nuclear weapon. It's been like that since the 1980s, and it's a $500 fine. Not a prison sentence for using a nuclear weapon. Just a five hundred dollar fine. If if you can, it's illegal to build, maintain, or use a nuclear weapon. Five hundred dollar fine. But if you can build one, maintain one, or use one, I'm pretty sure you can handle a five hundred dollar fine with pocket change. <gasps> no, I can't go to Colorado. <laughs> Neither can the Japanese. To be fair, why? Can he go to Colorado? Because he's German. <laughs> a German's born um, from Colorado. No. In Colorado, Colorado, you are allowed to own a catapult in Aspen, right. right? But there is a specific law prohibiting catapulting, so you're not allowed to try and dist. Apparently, flaming arrows and other projectiles are off limits, and you are not allowed to discharge your catapult. You're so if you. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in a lake in Colorado with your Japanese submarine with a plane on it, you're not allowed to launch your plane. What? That's, 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 that's not fair. You can have it. You're just not allowed to use it. 
So it's like, yes, have a trebuchet. What are you doing? You know how you use that. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing, isn't it? Because the French argued that the trebuchet wasn't a catapult. Ooh. Uh, you can use that argument, I guess. Ooh. Yeah, you guess. So it doesn't mean I'm allowed to own a trebuchet and just fire the trebuchet and they can't do anything back. But that, that would require you using something that's French. <laughs> In Connecticut from 1948. Are you ready? <gasps> Stefan, <laughs> Stefan you, can yeah. use a bl- you can use a blister instead. Yeah, well, yeah, good. That's not as fun, though. A cannon? Yeah. No, throw big things. You yeah, put, like, cows and shit in a trebuchet. People you don't like. You can't put them in a cannon. Wait. You just you just make a giant cannon? Yeah, but a trebuchet is a giant cannon. You can just Because it's more fun. It's more fun. Just make a massive gun. The Americans will be fine with that. No, you're yeah, missing the point. You're missing the point. If you catapult things, you can hear them fly. We go, ah! <laughs> Well, this guy's the catapult is a massive gun. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is that a giant catapult? I'll just argue that it's not a catapult. D- no, you can argue that it's not a catapult. It's just a slingshot that's on the floor. It is a giant slingshot. Because it doesn't go from... It doesn't pull up and sling something on an arm. It actually pulls a, a rope under itself and then over. It's not technically a catapult. It's a slingshot. I was going to say, use logic, the Americans will get confused. Exactly. Yeah. Then I just do what I want. Just say, you're British, screw you, we're doing what we want. Well, no, because as soon as we turn up, we've got a British accent, they'll assume we're evil anyway, so pulling out a giant catapult and saying, it's not really catapults, well, fuck off, well, isn't e- going to help. E- evil, <laughs> evil, evil or gay. Well, yeah. One of the two. Which is the the complete stereotype of a British person in any American movie, apparently, for some stupid reason. And the American stereotype in a British in any British one is drunken. A, a, a drunken lard ass. Kyle. Yeah. But at least our Hillbilly. stereotypes are founded because they're true. In Connecticut, you cannot sell a pickle unless it bounces. I want to test that. I want to go to Connecticut, go into a bar and just say I want a pickle and then as soon as he hands it, just drop it on the floor and if it doesn't bounce, just say you can't sell that one, it's legal. Well, it doesn't, even, it doesn't even have to be... Yeah, so according to a 94-year article, the law became a necessity after two scheming pickle packers tried to sell pickles unfit for human consumption on the slide. The Connecticut's Food and Drug Commissioner at the time proclaimed that a real pickle should bounce when dropped from a height of one foot and that became the new state regulation. That's literally you can drop it <laughs> at the bar and make it bounce on the fucking on the actual bar itself. That's yeah, fantastic. Um, in Delaware, unless um it's a Sunday, so if it's mo- if it's Monday or Saturday, then you're only out of trick or treat between six and eight p.m. and it's enforced by law. How do you enforce trick or treating? Well, if anyone's out of trick or treating after eight pm, arrest them. And I, I'll. But well, what's America? You, so shoot them. You, you can just say you go, you're out in you're just out in your costume, or you're doing cosplay or something. Well, I'm assuming they have to see you knocking on a door, going door to door. It says you could just be visiting friends. They yeah, but then when you stand there for a couple of seconds, just yeah. pretend you're Mormons and yeah. got them. Um... Exactly. 
time for the Diabolo Lord Savior Jesus Christ. Dress up as a priest and then just go out door to door and they'll just think you're doing your religious ones. No, they're thinking you try to kidnap the children. <coughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be, they'll probably shoot you for impersonating <gasps> a priest. I, I found out why Jordan came back from Florida. Because it's the most insane place in the world. No, it's because the, his parents might not have wanted to bring him back, but in a Florida, in Florida, it's illegal to sell children. <laughs> um, isn't it illegal everywhere to sell children? I mean, I don't know, but apparently in Florida they, they decided to make it an actual law, so <laughs> assume that it must be a problem. Um, it is, but apparently it's one of the eight British laws that the Queen doesn't have to follow, so the Queen could sell Harry if she wanted. Surprise, she hasn't already. That's probably what happened when she when Harry got with Meghan. The Queen just saw that. There you go. <laughs> have him. <laughs> In Georgia, you're not allowed to eat fried chicken with utensils. <laughs> oh, hold on. I, I love how yeah. that went from a fact facts about different countries episode into let's just shit on America once again. Yeah, I'm just scooting through some weird state laws, but <laughs> apparently in Georgia, um, thanks to a 1961 law out of the city court as a publicity stunt, it is illegal to eat fried chicken in what is proclaimed as the poultry capital of the world with anything other than your fingers. A tourist was actually arrested for such a violation in 2009. The fuck? <laughs> oh, uh, and, and apparently, you know, you know laws that everyone just kind of doesn't write down because it's obvious, but apparently some American states have to write it down, like Florida, no selling children. In Idaho, yeah. no cannibalism. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what's even you know, hilarious? I googled um, crazy American laws and I found one for Alabama. Hold on, before no, you do that. No, no incest. I, I, googled oh, crazy yeah. Russian, I googled crazy Russian laws. One of them was you can't speak a sentence with more than four English words in it. I do, I do. I have found more of this. So it says there's an active ban on cannibalism, <laughs> right? But... Right, it is defined as non-consensual consumption of another human being. So if you actually get permission from your victim, then there's nothing to do about it. So it's pointless. How would people know Stephen. if they consented or not, though, if you managed to eat <laughs> them all? I'm Stephen. guessing you can cut a little bit off, you're not allowed to. Yes. Stefan, right, just so signed off, any, signed um, any Americans in, like, Idaho, or the police or the laws listening in Idaho, right, I give my full consent for Stefan to eat me. Deal. I also give my full consent for any of these people to eat me if it is a situation eat in you? which they will need. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth you're, it. You're, you're, you're the fucking toothpick after eating me in Jordan. I'll, I'll be the ones that eat you, fat bastards. Nom, 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 <laughs> nom. <laughs> you don't have I've my got... permission. I've got a phone. So in Illinois, there's you're not allowed to, no fancy bike ride. The Galesburg City Law prohibits fancy riding of a bicycle on city streets, particularly riding with four hands removed from the handlebars or both feet removed from the pedals or any acrobatic shenanigans. So when you're extremely bored and you just have one arm limp like on your lap looking at your phone or something and your other arms steering the bike, like I do, that would yeah. be illegal. Yeah, or just driving with yeah. all hands. That's just called casually riding a bike. Can I add Still my own twist driving. on this? Still driving, right? In Alabama, there's a law that states you cannot drive blindfolded. I mean... We would try that at some point, to be fair. <laughs> Not in Alabama, though. We'll get arrested. 
<laughs> in our sauna, it is illegal for a donkey to sleep in a bathtub. Hold on, what if you start? What if you start? Oh, that is because there was a flood and the donkey floated away down the river, and every, a lot of people drowned, and people were upset because this guy kept his donkey in the bathtub. Wait, to be fair, you're not going to invite a stranger into your bathtub, are you? Well, no, the guy wasn't in the bathtub, Kyle. The donkey just floated away by itself. <laughs> and then the had to, oh, it was because the fire department had to, like, reel it in, basically, and got upset. So <laughs> it became a little... Because <laughs> this donkey was just floating about. Um, Do you know that, going back to my bicycle thing, uh, do you know what uh, the bicycle was originally called? Uh, I know that there was Penny Farlings and so far. I'm sure it's some stupid name. No, no, the catch-all term of what we call a bicycle, what is called a bicycle. Uh, it, it was some stupid name, wasn't it? Like some real it, would, it was fucking name. awesome. I feel like we'd all ride bikes if they were still called these. Right, bring it. It was called a Velocipede. I, I want a... I'm getting a Velocipede. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why did they change it? I'm assuming it sounded too aggressive for some people, because women started riding them, probably. Cyclists are aggressive. Nah, some of them are okay, and some of them are just dumb. <laughs> Apparently in Iowa, if you sell somebody margarine and tell them it's butter, you can get 30 days in jail and a $625 fine. <laughs> what What's the area for... It's totally... It's, it's not butter or whatever the fuck it's called. Utterly butterly or whatever. I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, that one. What if you what if you say that and someone goes, I'll prove you wrong, and then it's just like some sort of case of mistaken identity because they thought they'll buy in one just to prove someone wrong. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, uh, keep going. Um, <laughs> that's fucking me. <laughs> Stop them finding yet more things? No, I found Velocipedes right there. <laughs> Velocipedes. <laughs> An early form of bicycle propelled by working pedals on cranks fitted to the front axle. Apparently, that's historical. US, a child's tricycle. Does, did the US still call them Velocipedes? <laughs> I don't know. If they do, that's one reason to actually like the US. That's one out of a billion. Stefan, check your Facebook messages. Hold on, there is a penny farthing, maybe. Oh, there were some that looked like horses and shit. This is awesome. <laughs> Google, just Google image search philosophy. How do you spell it? How do you spell it? I think it's uh, Velociraptor, oh, but with peed instead of raptor. <laughs> I'm going to show you a Oh, they're coming all sorts okay. of... Because you can get, like, um, some that look like trains or horses and shit. That's amazing. There is modern velocipedes, and it's basically just like uh, a penny farthing bike and stuff. It's like an electric penny farthing. See? Uh, yeah. I give you the velocipede. As a it children's is. tricycle. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Nina sitting beside us googling velocity just found one or two people where the one person sits on the front in between two massive wheels. Why is the pedals on yeah. its head? <laughs> I don't know, right? <laughs> don't question it, just enjoy it. <laughs> 19 fucking odd facts about them, what? 
Oh, this is the best thing I've ever discovered. It's, oh, it's, hold on. It's the point, right? Everybody listening, go, go the speed. No, right. right. Are you ready, Kyle? <coughs> this is the one you've got to Google. Be- before you right. move on, though, let Jay. Jay, what were you going to say? Yeah. Right, um, Ashley just pointed something out to me, so I've got two things to say. Right, I'll... Okay, look at that picture seven, that Stefan sent in the group chat of the Flossipede. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The it's a children's tricycle. The years of the handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the years are coming out of its jaw. What? <laughs> the years are coming yeah, out of ha- its jaw. The handles <laughs> the are handles... coming out of its jaw. For some reason, it's got a metal head but a wooden bloody body. And the pe- the pedals are right at the back of the horse, so you're literally nearly riding, do- riding no, down. No, if you look, the pedals are at the front wheel. All the gates. pedals. So why are the handles so fucking dodgy? Oh no, hold on. Look it at it. Like Did the handles go through? And no, I think the handles. You wipe the handles. It goes through the horse, and it it, it pedals the back wheel, and then maybe you steer with your feet on the front wheel. You so you pedal with your hands and steer with your feet. That because there's like pegs that. on the front wheel. That does look like how it looks like because there's no mechanism for the front wheel. <laughs> right, okay, can I just point out something, Stefan? I found a better Velocipede, yes. Right, I am deeply disappointed in you. Why? You're using Microsoft Edge and you're using Bing. Not by choice, it's just what was set up and I haven't downloaded Google yet. My anyway. antivirus automatically installed Opera. It's fucking mint. I've got three different fucking browsers now. Are you ready? I, f- I, found, I found my favourite type of Velocipede. Yes. I give you the dandy horse. The dandy horse? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yes, I saw that. That's in the set of five that I sent as, as well. It's just, yeah, just fun, seen... it, it's just a guy walking along with wheels in between his legs. I, I have just found a thing that says just dandy horse Berlin. <laughs> uh, that's all. The... We should never change the name. It is the most pointless bicycle in the world because it's not a bicycle. It's you walk. It, no, it's you not. walk with a fucking wheels in between your legs. It's it's like the like when kids are in the balance but not, they can't pedal yet. There's what looks like an early attempt at a wheelchair called the Otto bicycle, where there's a woman they sitting are. in between two wheels and she uses her hands to steer it. To I've just put one in. I hope that clears up how you ride it. <laughs> So yeah, it's the it's the. Although, no, <laughs> that, that makes less sense. That doesn't clear it up because the pedal, the steering wheels, the handles are massively up, like you're riding a chopper. But the pedals are at the front wheel, so it's literally you ride it like a chopper. I don't know. <laughs> and Jay's found one on fucking eBay Jeez, for yeah. fourteen quid. Yes, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, Jordan. Yes. Would you like a Velocipede? No. <laughs> Jordan. Uh, yes. Can I have a Velocipede? Get Holy one one. shit! Can we all have Velocipedes? Uh, yes. Uh, you seen this? You seen the price of oh wrong one? <laughs> have you seen the price of wrong one? Just promising. What the living fuck? Five thousand pound for? To be fair, it is an eighteen sixty nine pre panic pre penny farthing bicycle. It's fucking. It's older than the fucking Queen, dude. 
That's that's outrageous. That philosophy's worth more than my car. <laughs> I want us penny farming. <laughs> Do be all. Get, get uh, saved. Seen this. I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Is it the, the one with the massive wheel at the back? The only penny farthing Stefan would ride would be one where it's got a fucking um, like uh, neon lights and shit on it and a bloody engine. What? Oh, no, I don't do neon lights. Is that a backwards penny farthing? Yeah. No, that's a pop-up penny farthing. 1886, two grand. Nearly three grand. Bargain. Yeah. Buys. It should be in pairs anyway, so they both get the same. Why does it sound like someone's turning one of those cows that moves every time you turn it upside down? It's 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 Jordan stretching. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. Anyway, shall we move on to Jay's homeland of Scotland? Wait, wait, before you do that, can I say something I found in Connecticut? Yes. In Connecticut, a pickle must be able to bounce. Here's a law that puts Connecticut farmers in a, quite a pickle. In 1948, two men were arrested for selling pickles that were unfit for human consumption. consumption. Discussion ways to check for good pickles. Officially declared that pickles is legitimate only if it <laughs> bounces. The pickles in question did not bounce, so the two men were arrested and fined, and the pickles were destroyed. That, that's, that's the story that Stefan said like yeah. 10 minutes ago. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I, was I thought you were just like showing us that you found it. Oh, I, I was kind of busy <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Yeah, laughing your fucking ass off at the fact that a, a snail has a, has a bloody penis. Don't, Kyle, don't do it. Yeah, don't. Huh? A snail wish I'll not name. You know what I was doing 10 minutes ago? Um, you know what I was doing 10 minutes ago? Yeah, you oh, do. Oh, no, we're doing to know. No, we don't want to know. We don't want to know things. We're respectable, gentlemen. Anyway, <laughs> since, since we're an hour and a oh, half fuck. in, since we're an hour and a half hello. in, hello everybody, how are you doing? Yes, hi. <laughs> hi, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to this week's shit. <laughs> yeah, welcome to this week's just random bullshit where we just insult every country we can think of. I haven't insulted anyone, I don't think. But especially America. Again. Because you are American. You are American. That's why I'm Yeah, we're going out of Scotland. Scotland. Would you like your oh, first God. mad fact about Scotland, Jay? My first fact about Scotland is that a Scottish penguin, right? Yeah. Called Sir Nils called Sir Nils Olaf. Right. Uh-huh. Is is officially a colonel in chief of the Norwegian army. Yes, I think I read this at some point. He was previously a knight, then a brigadier, and then at each time was promoted in a lavish ceremony in front of 50 Norwegian soldiers in full-dress uniforms. I have, I have seen that picture. <laughs> <sighs> oh, fucking penguins doing better than me. The fucking penguin's amazing. He's having a little badge on the same wing. <laughs> I've seen the picture you posted. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, oh god, what are you posted? Yes, yeah, I've, I've got the same, but it's a gift, so he's waddling along on, the, on my screen. <laughs> uh, another random fact about Scotland, the national animal is a unicorn. It is. It is. So how comes, I've got a question for you, Jay. 
Aye. Yeah, national animal was a unicorn. Yeah. So you can imagine like people picking national animals like Wales has got the dragon and stuff like that. And you you pick something good and Scotland's like, well, unicorn. Well, okay, it'd be like to 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 symbolise either like dreaming or like do you know what I mean? Like ambition or something. Mysticism or some shit. Like yeah. yeah. Why is your national plant a thistle? Yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna say. The, the Did you were you the last people in that queue? There was no it, plants it, left. It is very much the sort of complete opposite of we've got all the imagination in the world. Let's have a <laughs> unicorn for a national a national animal, and then fuck it, we can't be asked. Let's just have a prickly little thing. I feel like they were first in the queue Basically, for animals and last in the queue for plants. Basically, the way I the way I, the way I think right is that Scotland wanted to flower to to like. To be a civilization of what Scotland really is like. Shit. Prick. Angry, 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 angry people. No, it's like a thistle is just a prick. So that explains Scotland as a whole with pricks. <laughs> You've said it. Um, I've said it. I'd, I like the thought of on the day that they were doing it, Scotland turned up late and completely pissed. So they went, what the fuck's that prickly bastard? I'll have that. We need an animal as well. Uh, fuck. Jess, name a fucking animal. Unicorn. Right, fuck it. A unicorn will do. Oh, uh, 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 Kyle. emblem of Scotland during the reign of Alexander III. Legend has it that the army king Haddock of Norway intended to conquer the Scots, landed on the coast of Logs at night to be surprised by sleeping Scots clansmen. Needless to say, it's the Scots one today. I've got one other thing, and I bet you can't fucking explain this. What? Bagpipes. Bagpipes are actually invented in Morpeth. Listen, there's one type of bagpipes I'll accept, and that's Romanian bagpipes that are made out of a goat. That would be a shit bagpipe. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not seeing that. fuck? <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Love you too. Yeah, I love, I love, love you too. You. I, I, I love you all. <laughs> we all love we, each other here. We, what? We, we, we might take the piss over each other, but we love each other. You are blushing. You've gone to like a pub of tomato. <laughs> right. These are the only bagpipes I'll accept in life. Alright, I'm waiting for the picture. To be it's fair. Fucking... <laughs> thanks to trips to Edinburgh with my granddad and stuff, I do actually quite like a bag, uh, the sound of bagpipes. There you go. <laughs> it just looks like he's blue. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best bad ever. He's just blue in a goat. What the fuck? <laughs> Don't ever say <laughs> that. He fucking is. He's got a goat up by his hind legs and it's blowing it. You're, you're basically blo- he's basically blowing a, ho- a holy goat. Fucking is. <laughs> oh, you got a little <laughs> Uh, goat pipes. Oh, man. Fucking hell. That's like the lazy version. The Scottish actually decided to make something out of the animal. They, they, they just decided, fuck it, we'll hollow out a goat, stick some holes in it, and stick a pipe in it. <laughs> I love how they use its feet. It's like the, the tubes and stuff. I, I just think, basically, the term I was like, you know what, fuck you and your um, bagpipes, we're going to go one up here. We're going to be a goat. <laughs> Um, the University of St Andrews in 2006 yeah right Bill Murray turned up 
in a brown vest and a checked shirt, drank a load of vodka, washed up, and then left. For the, the student party. Yeah. It sounds about right, <laughs> to be honest. And I bet no one give a fuck. Nobody, nobody probably fucking recognised him. He's getting on a bit. The thing is, my university was better. You know who came to my old university for a piss up? Mm. Fucking the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> oh, the Chuckle Brothers came to Northumbria University for a piss up. A, a piss up. A piss up. Are you pissed now? Are you? I I will say that that is one of the funniest images I can think of. Is the Chuckle Brothers pissed in a corner, going to me, to you, to me, to you, while like half cocked on a on a chair, just like leaning, just like half passed out. Just passing, so, each, passing each other a glass. In the 2000 World Cup qualifying match, England v Germany, Germany beat England, right? Yeah. So ferry work, or Scottish ferry workers at the Isle of Skye let the German tourists travel for free because they beat England. Um, I think there was a bet involved there by chance. No, it's just because Scottish hate English. True. <laughs> That is a, that that just sums up Scotland though. You're attached to this country, yes. You've got an alliance with them for the last hundred or so years, yes. And you're going to rally against them at every event you possibly can, yes. Hold on. Apparently in Scotland, people lived in caves until a hundred years ago. The people uh, were known as the quick cave dwellers of Wick. They slept in on bracken and burned peat for warmth. Hopefully, Pete didn't mind. Until cave dwelling was outlawed in 1915. That's just awesome. Can you imagine? What's your profession, caveman? <laughs> just, just, just no explanation. Just what's your profession, caveman? <gasps> Jay. Aye. There's a mountain. <coughs> right? Of course, there's a mountain. Scotland, you ever been to Scotland? There's many mountains. Called. Bod. And. Bod, Bod and Damien in Gaelic, which when you translate English, people say means the devil's point. Yeah. But it doesn't. That's what we say because we're being polite. Because if you translate it directly, it actually means penis of the demon. It actually does. <laughs> so, t- to be fair, when you said the devil's point, my my mind immediately went, it's, it's us being polite and it's actually the devil's dick or something. It's just like the it's just like the fucking love dot. Hold on, this is us, right? In two thousand and six, a group of volunteers uh, were doing a clean up at the top of Britain's highest mountain in Ben Nevis and found the remains of a piano. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck took a piano to Ben Nevis? And also, how, how ambitious were they when they were, when they set off going? We'll, we'll fucking beat Ben Nevis and we're going to do it with a piano. Why? Because we can prove we can. Apparently it turned out someone did it 35 years earlier for charity, but yeah, that'll be us just leaving a piano there for people to clean up. Saying, oh god, yeah, I'm not fucking tearing the bag down. I was kind of hoping it was going to be like an 1800s grand piano and it's just this explorer became far too ambitious. <laughs> it's a proper full-size piano. I know, but it's mm. not like an antique 1800s fucking piano. I get the f- I get the feeling, even though it's still a full piano, it'll be lighter than an eighteen hundreds or like an earlier piano that was made from probably a much heavier wood or much heavier everything. Um, 
Do you know? I've just found out why the Scottish animal's a unicorn. It's because James II. Booze. But do you know why? It's for purity and bravery. No. What? It isn't. I could be able to spell pyramids, okay? It's because the Scottish national animal is a unicorn because it was the enemy of the lion, which is a symbol of England. Basically, in Dean's side, do you know that um, in Scotland there's a pyramid? Hmm. Which you apparently failed to spell, judging from the fact that you were getting yeah. laughed at for not being able to spell pyramid. I heard you laughing at me for not able to forget forgetting how to spell pyramid. Well, I typed in Scotland Premlands, and then I was like, nope, that's not how you spell pyramid. So I typed in Egypt pyramids, deleted Egypt, but Scotland on, just to figure out where it was. Oh, shit. <laughs> it took us like four minutes to spell Egypt. God's sake. Which are you ready, Kyle? I'm having a bad day today. Yeah, Kyle, are you ready? Bring it. So the, the enemy of the, sorry, the symbol of England was a lion. So Scotland made theirs the unicorn because it was the enemy of the lion. So then we re- wrote and made really popular a poem and taught it um, called The Lion and the Unicorn were fighting for the crown. The lion beat the unicorn all about the town. Some gave them white bread, some gave them brown, some gave them plum cake and sent them out of town. So basically we were like, yeah, we're a lion. They were like, we're a unicorn, we're going to fight you. And then we were like, right, basically we made this poem, we'll beat the shit out of you. We made this poem and put in. We made this poem and chances <laughs> are we gave it to all of the kids in the area and the kids turned it into a nursery rhyme. The thing is, the thing is, right, what I find it hilarious is the fact that poem states that like they beat the living shit out of the unicorn and then they give them brown like cook like cookies, brownies, cakes, and shit, send them home. Well, plum cake and white and brown breads. That was all you got. Yeah, but basically, it's still it's like yeah, we, we've kicked the living shit out of here. Here's some confectionery to um, sweeten things up. Gee. It's because if you look at the Scottish, there's never been anything sweet in Scotland. You can also be dual nationality. How can I be dual nationality? Well, you're there's a Canadian town. Zealand and Scotland. There's a Canadian town called Cape Breton where descendants of Scottish settlers still speak Gaelic. Yeah, Gaelic sweet. is like a quite common language at the north end of Scotland. You're far too impressive, Canadian. Scotland has a national elephant polo team. Wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm too impol- impolite to be Canadian. Yep. No, too, yeah, actually, yeah. Yes. How am I too impolite to be Canadian? Never heard your apologize in your life. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm just I'm just more confused with the fact that there's a fucking Scottish colony in the middle of Canada. That's like polar opposites. That's the nicest people in the world with the most angry people in the world. Can I just yeah, there's I don't understand what's going on as well. Apparently how Scotland am I too impolite. Dude, apparently Scotland has a national elephant polo team, and they regularly win the world championships. <laughs> Are they the only team that can put fucking enters? Because I get the feeling that India would win if they entered. I don't know. No, um, uh, there's some in. Um, is this oh, like the, is this like the national tank Thailand, championships? Is this the national tank championships of Russia all over <laughs> again, where Russia's the only team that enters with an actual fucking tank? No, I know that. Um, I think it's Thailand has uh, elephant polo. Basically, you know, it's hilarious. It's like going on about the only t- only country in the world to play that sport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Americans call themselves world champion at basically American football, yet they're the only country that plays it. So you're not world champions, you're just the only country that plays the fucking sport. Because everyone plays football correctly with the feet and the ball. Kyle? 
Yes. Would you like to hear the most Scottish sentence you'll ever hear in your life? Of course. If a Scotsman is caught wearing underwear under his kilt, he can be fined two cans of beer. That is the most Scottish sentence in the world, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> you, never, you never knew that? No. What the fuck? I knew that it was tradition to not wear underwear underneath your kilt and stuff, but I didn't realise it was fucking enforceable via two cans of beer. <laughs> yeah. It's enforceable by two cans of beer? Not just a normal fine. Presumably well, no, you it, just it, buy it, cheap beer and get it. Because Scotland has no money, that's why. <laughs> They've got no money. They've got, got no money, money and always have alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically my life, no money and I'm drinking alcohol. Uh, I don't have alcohol because diet. My alcohol's on top, the sh- on top of the shelf out the way of uh Stephen. Why do you get like um out the way of me? Light, you know, all the light beers and all the light alcohol and that's like Jay. Who? Can, we just, can we just take a second to point out that Kyle's just said his alcohol is basically up a height to keep it out of the way of me when we were both, it's both of our faults. It is, it, 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 is, it is both of you, both of your <laughs> faults, but I know that Jay's probably got, probably would admire the bottle as much as I do, meanwhile you've got more chance of fucking dropping it as soon as you pick it up. No, yeah, that's that, going to be hey. on my throat. Exactly. <laughs> Stefan, how, how many times have you been sat in my room and you've spilt something on the windowsill? <laughs> He's got a point. Shut up. Every it's single time fault. you have a drink, it spills. Yeah, but I don't drop the main vessel it's in. I just spill the cup afterwards. <sighs> so yeah, I'm not having you spill cracking. And anyway, that's just nah, cool. you drink responsibly, you don't spill. Exactly. exactly, I wouldn't spill alcohol, it's just coke that I spill everywhere. <laughs> coke, orange juice, apple juice, just any sort of thing that isn't alcoholic. Apple juice was once, and it was only a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, why would I spill alcohol? I've just seen a thing on Facebook. Right, Ashley's going to send it in the group chat, because she's found it. It basically says, stop killing volcanoes to make lava lamps. Well, I think you should. It's disgusting behaviour. To be fair, volcanoes aren't exactly good for the environment. Uh, I mean, when they're not erupting, they're alright. When they're not erupting, they're alright, but as soon as they're erupt, they kind of fuck everything up. A little bit. It depends how close you are to it. When Krakatoa erupted, it was the loudest, um, isn't, loudest isn't it... noise ever for a quarter on Earth. Is, isn't there something where there's a volcano in Europe somewhere where if it erupted, the ash cloud would basically cover Europe because it's fucking huge? I think it's in Iceland. Board. That's why mums go to Iceland. What, to erupt volcanoes? Or to just inconvenience life in Europe? No, inconvenience <laughs> life. And plus, Iceland has, like... The biggest volcano. Only... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only active volcano. I was about... Well, I stood in... I was about to say Iceland's the only place in, that's hardest to infect because of fucking um, plague ink, but it's not. It's Greenland. And here's a random yeah, fact about me. I stood in the middle of a volcano. Right. In 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 Tenerife, that, that it was like a good. It was good. It was a good experience. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're pretty good. Work that out. <laughs> <laughs> and does, put it into words. He does turn into um. Bonnie from fucking open all hours. Just it's good, 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 good. 
You can't say anything because you have your moments as well. <laughs> I, I leave, leave my speech, like leave my speech deficiencies alone. Deficiencies. No. Don't make up new words to describe okay. it. Deficiencies. 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 Fuck off. It's a fucking deficiency of English. <laughs> Jay is a deficiency of English. It's crimes against I'm, English. I'm just a deficiency anyway. <laughs> <laughs> even no one's fucking joining. Fucking <laughs> hell. You don't even pause this podcast and you sat here taking a piss out of me with these lot. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you refuse to go on mic to say hello. But we can hear you in the background anyway, so you might as well come on and say hello. <laughs> don't say that, you get shy. Ash. Ash. Tell someone, don't you? You want to talk to you? Pardon me. You never know, I could have been talking about Ash Ketchum. Who's Ketchup? <laughs> Anywho. Just get caught. The headphones don't stretch that far. I'm I'm about okay. to say please. I'm I'm about to say please specify because before you just said it doesn't stretch that far, and that's the summary of Jay's sex life. That's the summary of Jay's sex life. What's the summary of sex life? It doesn't, it doesn't stretch, stretch that, that, far. that far. It's the summary of Jay's height, his life in general. <laughs> Will you just leave the short jokes out of this? No. <laughs> You're the only person I get to use the word deal with. Because Stefan's shorter <laughs> than everybody else. <laughs> God's sake. Right, are we going to talk about anything else? Oh, we're done, because it's like 10 to 2 hours. Yeah. So we're going to have to be nearly done. I, I, I think we're nearly done because we're averted to bullying you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's it's usually like the sign. No, you're bullying me. It's a sign of like, oh, wait. that wasn't a sentence. I'm sorry. All I heard was, "This is what you scratch." What the fuck? Stop scratching each other. Hey, anywho, That's um, relationship started. I know. So we the audience. <laughs> I feel like we should say goodbye with all this scratching going on. Yes. Yeah. Leave that to the uh, scratching. No, it, it, it's, it's, it, that kind of stuff happened when like I lost track of time after we heard. Last thing I remember was talking about Astas and then I went to the bouncy pickles. That's all you've been mentioned. <laughs> so, so Jay's mind has completely cut out basically an hour of what we've been talking about. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Because Jay. <laughs> yeah. The mind of Jay. I do love the fact that he started paying attention as soon as I came to Scotland, though. I don't, I don't know what Kyle wanted. He just shouted Ash. I didn't want anything. I just wanted to see if he would actually come on the mic. <laughs> Sick. Aw, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come on something long and hard that later. Not you, though. So, yeah, yeah, not you. Probably not me. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a special dwarf that 
basically, right, we we start watching a Netflix series called Happy. Jay, we're still recording, by the way. No, 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 no. There's an episode in this in a series of Happy where they go to this lass and she, they ha- she has a collection of dildos and this little thingy, and like, this little imaginary creature that is called Happy. He was like, "Oh, this is the magic carrots that make the re- um, the reindeer fly," and like I pissed myself at it. It's usually Mummy's special fucking toy or some shit whenever it's on TV, isn't it? No, it's magic. Dildos would be forever called magic carrots that make reindeer fly. What What, what was that, Jay? It was a little imaginary creature called Happy. <laughs> it's basically me. That's from fucking Fairy Tale. Yeah, go on to the group chat. <laughs> Might you put on the group chat? <laughs> Please tell me you haven't put Happy from Fairy Tale. I didn't put Happy from Fairy Tale. Jay, Jay, Jay <laughs> is now happy. Yes. Happy, happy producer? Thank <laughs> you um, very much. Yeah. Hey. Right, are we wrapping things up? Yeah, we'll try it about ten minutes ago, then you went off on a tangent. <laughs> oh, actually saved my life. That's happy. Uh, looks like Jay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's horns bigger though. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> and I think they yeah. hurt you when you said that one's horns bigger. <laughs> it fucking is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. We'll say goodbye to everybody with this yeah. lovely enlightening of how big Jay's horn is and all that shit. Thank you for probably not listening this long. Yeah, yeah. We're not. And we wouldn't be not surprised. coming back next week and not talking on social media. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be surprised if you just tuned out at the hour mark, never or the ten minute mark, to be honest. But you know, or the one second mark. <laughs> all right, Jordan. Let's let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I think people just. I, I, I think people are gonna end up making a drinking game of like when does Jordan talk? There you go. There you go. Never get. For our regular listeners, for every for every ten minutes that Jordan <sighs> doesn't talk, you take two shots. Oh, you're gonna be <laughs> fucked. We're <laughs> gonna be fucked. This is a suicide mission. <laughs> Don't do it. That it's way a trap. Makes it better. I'll just not talk at all. You don't anyway. Piss off. You just yeah, just for the crack. Right. Okay. Before we go, um, this is gonna be the last time out. You have good, um, quality or like focal quality of me. Not focal, like mic quality. Audio of me. quality. Audio what? quality. That's what? the word. I was going. I was going to. I was going to say you've got good vocal quality. He does not have. He doesn't have good word quality. In <laughs> I, w- I will say, <laughs> I am. I am gone for eight months. Yes. Hey. Yeah, I will be recording every here. Friday when I drive back home from London. Yeah. So it'll be live traffic updates from me. 
and so if you hear Jay get pissed off in the next eight months, it's basically him nearly crashing into someone or someone not being fast enough in front of him or anything like that. I am I am half expecting you to get pulled over by the police at one point just because you're driving around <laughs> angrily shouting at us and they think you're just going to kill somebody. Can you imagine if I got pulled over by the police while we are recording? <laughs> If you do, please get the the policeman to please get the policeman to like join in. I want the police to join in on the podcast. Radio, thank you for listening to Taking Off Air. You can follow us on social media at Facebook. Fuck's sake! You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Taking Off Air. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash take it off air you can follow us on instagram at swept aside productions and you can visit our website www.swepticide.com no wait one website www.takeitoffair.com if you've got any inquiries any inquiries you would like to get in touch it's info at sweptaside.org info at s-w-e-p-t-a-s-i-d-e dot org You've been listening to Taking Off Air with your hosts, Jeff. You nearly said your full name. Jeff. <laughs> uh, with me, Jeff. Uh, with me, Jeff. Son. <laughs> with, with me, Kyle. Son. <laughs> with me, Stefan. Son. <laughs> with me, John. Son. <laughs> Kyle, the only one that doesn't work. We could all be like Norwegian or some shit. They planned it. Wait, to be to be right. to be fair, if you just put mine backwards, it's Elik. So it's Elixson. Right? Do you know? Um, he has a random fact for you. Do you know in the Dixon Chick script chat? Yeah. Hold on, Kyle. Can I, oh, every right, time, sorry. every time um, Ashley wants to speak to Stefan, she types in Stefan. Her phone all the corrects it to Stefano. Stefano. No, Kyle's the Italian. Stefano is the Italiano. Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, can I also say that you know? Uh, no, I don't know if they still do, but like I think it's Icelandic. They used the name, so it'll be like if you are called like Jordanson. So Jordan's child would be Jordanson because it's son of Jordan. That would be his surname. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, me and Kyle would both be Andrewson. We would be, but it was usually wasn't it in some cultures? <laughs> it was like you would have two surnames because you would have the Andrewson, and then you would have an actual surname. I th- I don't I can't I don't know I just know that there's a lot of uh, that that kind of um, what do you call it uh, what's what's the word so for like Swedes and Norwegians pa- and stuff pass uh, naming conventions and shit yeah no, what, whatever it's called yeah, yeah, cool. I think it's like, I just got whispered in my ear by a little fact check it would be Bryanson <laughs> we'll be Bryanson <laughs> the traditional surnames come actually, from... Actually, your surname might have came from that at some point. Actually, my surname is um, from the Scottish clan of um, Finlay's, uh, well, Ferguson. Son, Ferguson. Scottish clan. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Scottish as well. Well, my name is somehow fucking still German in one way or another, isn't it? It's German-Welsh. You shag sheeps and laser laser holding. <laughs> laser holding. Laser holding. Laser holding. Fuck off. Laser holding. He's, 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 he's got the it? he's got the fucking cyberpunk version of it. <laughs> it's laser holding now. 
It's a laser. It's a laser hose. Why are you got me confused? <laughs> now Stefan can't English. <laughs> not English, it's German. The moment right, we same. manage to confuse all of us together, that's the moment when we know that we'll finish an episode. <laughs>